Chalk Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I'm JC. It's my pleasure to be back. We had a little bit of time off there with the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. It's our, our pleasure to be back here with uh, with all of you. Let's sit around the campfire, grab some eggnog, and talk about fun things like work, right? It's fun ah. stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, the man, the myth, the legend. The guy that's salt and peppery and he's never going to diet, nor should he. Ricky Bias. Um, other than, other than... Who brings eggnog to a campfire? Dude, everyone takes eggnog to a campfire. Are you kidding me? Do you wear a mask when you do it? <laughs> In New York State, I think you're not even allowed to have the campfire unless you do it via or Zoom. Eggnog. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Zoom campfire. It it's take, all indoors. It takes more than three eggs to make the nog. You're not allowed <laughs> to have the nog. <laughs> you know? Three eggs, not food. Four <laughs> eggs is food. Right, right. Like, oh, where, where do the lines get drawn? Like, at some point you say, hey, we're... Thank you, Windows. Thank you so much for letting me know the virus scan ended. I appreciate Aww. the ding-dings in the uh, background there. Hey, uh, but, yeah, so, so thank God. Okay, so you're sitting around, you're talking with your friends, you're having a little barbecue, and you say, hey, look, uh, we're going to cook some burgers. And then is there, like, something that comes into play? Like, hey, you've got three burgers, too many burgers, you can't have the burgers, you know? It was this whole thing around the Thanksgiving holiday, Rick. Like, people were so concerned that the governor was going to repel into your homes that the biggest joke going around was cutting out a picture of his face and taping it to your parents' window because they I won't let that. you come over. I saw that. Yeah, it was it was a weird Thanksgiving holiday. It really was. Um, not for I spent you. Here in Orlando. No, well, no, wait a minute. I know. Well, you know what? It kind of was. <laughs> not for the reason you think. Okay. It, it It's, um. you know what? Funny story. Here we go. Ready? Funny sad story music, three. Yeah, I'm not. Three. I'm not. You gotta. Uh, you gotta give me a heads up on that. I was definitely not ready. Uh, Just go ahead with the story, though. No. So um, it, it was uh, it was Thanksgiving uh last week, and um, it, it's we just finished everything. Um, the next day we were supposed to hit the road and start driving to Hilton Head, South Carolina. That's what we do every single year, and um, it's about eight thirty at night, nine o'clock at night. Um, next thing you know, I hear a waterfall downstairs. And I'm like, uh, that's not the dog drinking water. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of water coming out of a confined space into an area it's not supposed to be in. So I rush downstairs, and it literally, it's a waterfall coming from an AC vent. There we go. It's a waterfall coming into the from the AC vent into my formal dining room. Water is just coming in like crazy. Wait a second, I, I, in I, your I house? In my house from this. Place. I got a two-story home. But the first thing I'm thinking about, a pipe busted. Like, great. We're supposed to be in the road tomorrow. We're supposed to be out for four days. What, is, what does this mean? Anyway, long story short, I move everything out um, out of the way, clean everything up. I isolated it to the bathtub upstairs so it's not a main water break. Nice. So Yeah, so it's cleaned up. Now I got to get a plumber on here. He's supposed to be here next week to uh, check it out, find out what happened. And uh, well, we, we know what happened. Just switch out the uh, the bathtub and you know the water what? faucet. You know what? More than likely, it's probably just your trap needs to be cleaned. And a lot of times, like in the newer build homes, those traps are like hidden. You know what I mean? Your plaster's done up. You don't have an access panel, nothing like that. And then that's where that's where it is. It might just be a clock. Have you tried the Drano? Oh, I did. I did. It's, 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 it's not the water going away. It's the water coming in. Oh my uh, because, gosh! Yeah, because because once you turn on the uh, faucet, it leaks in the roof, 
but in the ceiling, once you turn it off, no more leaks. So that's, oh, what, that's the problem. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man. And then I'm like, we're not going to Hilton Head. And I'm like, you know what? It's I'm not going to get a plumber now. We'll just go and come back and fix it later. And that's oh, what we did. Oh, Ricky, I got a uh, I got an urgent message live while we're recording right here from Alex oh. Smith. Uh, he okay. has agreed to meet with both of us. Uh, he just said, please drop him a uh, email address for the uh, Zoom meeting link. He's he's coordinating something out. So very, very good things happening there for the uh, HR Talk listeners. Uh, we're going to be getting together with Alex Smith in the near future. Just uh, let the cat out of the bag a little bit. And uh, that's going to be coming up uh, in a little bit. Before we get too far along in the program. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. What is the definition of patience? Is not touching the hot pocket as soon as it's done in the microwave. Inspirational quotes from Ricky Bias. Do you remember back in the day when we actually used to have the face of the franchise on the program and he would actually give good quotes or life advice? <laughs> you yeah. know, holy smokes, have times changed? You know, well, 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 have you ever taken a bite of a hot pocket as soon as it's out of the microwave? <laughs> It will burn your mouth off. So, no, that is good advice, JC. Yeah, no, people, you're right. I'm helping people. I'm helping people not go to the dentist as much. Hey, let's have a flashback real quick just because uh, it's it's nost- it's nostalgic. Hey, girl. Maybe we can uh, hang out. Have a RC Cola to Moon Pie. My place. RC Cola's Moon Pies with the face of the franchise. That would be a good time. You know the history of that, though, right? I mean, that's no, that's no. an yeah. Oh yeah, that's a hey. If you got the Google box, go ahead. Feel free to uh, type in RC Cola Moon Pie. It's a it's an old song. It's it's an old thing, an old cultural thing. It's pretty good. You know, talking about some of these quotes going around the world, Rick. We haven't been together in a little bit of time, and we did miss out on the backside of No Nuance November. What? Yeah, No Nuance November was a real thing. Firecracker Leo over on TikTok had some major advice for people uh, that actually have jobs. Hi, No Nuance November, take one. Guess what? Your job doesn't give a fuck about you. If you were to die, they would replace you within a month. If they call you their family, you need to get the fuck out. And that's advisement, uh, life advisement from (laughs) Firecracker Leo. How does Uh, that make you feel, Bias? I... (laughs) came out of that field um yeah she uh most jobs are like that but she's saying if she or he sorry she sure she she got it because you said leo got it yeah here i am assuming i'm such an asshole um that if they call you family you need to get the fuck out why is that the indicator pretty much <laughs> i don't know she was really sincere and, and strong about that one so yeah she really was i guess she was the one who was ousted from the family and got fired and she's she's mad because she didn't get the opportunity to quit first poor girl have you ever been in that situation though where it's like you know you've had a real bad week they're starting to treat you poorly maybe take advantage of you a little bit and they're like but it's okay we're family here <laughs> <laughs> we need you to work overtime 27 hours no raises this year the VP is taking a trip down to Sambuco, Monte Carlo, Tijuana, wherever the hell. 
no bonuses for us, but we're family. Uh, we're family. Uh, yeah, bring in a dish. Is that why the Olive Garden got rid of it? I That's think so. That's why they gave that <laughs> yeah, when you got, hear your family. <laughs> yeah, they just ditched family style altogether. Hey, talking about, talking about ditching things altogether and talking about radically changing things altogether, you brought the story to the table. Coronavirus relief isn't the only C word lawmakers are talking about on the Hill today. The other one, cannabis. Today, the House passed a bill to remove marijuana from the Federal Controlled Substances Act. This is the first time a full chamber of Congress has voted to federally decriminalize cannabis. There it is. Finally. Seriously, finally. I got scared for a second because I'm like, what other C word are they talking about? I don't know if I want to talk about that. Finally, on the show. Do, do you feel it's the right time to head down this path? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Well, it, it, dude, Representative, Representative Louis Gohmert uh, feels differently. Check this out. If you're bothered, whether it's seeing an election stolen or seeing your business go bankrupt because the government won't let you open or seeing your church being closed and a preacher being taken down or someone who failed to wear a mask, uh, smoke some dope. That's the message of the week. And that's what we did this week. So that's the message from the majority. Go smoke some dope. Take the blue pill. And you will enjoy life so much more. And with that, I yield back. He yield back his time at the end of that, Rick. So, yeah, if, if your business is going under, there's no money for you. Yeah, just smoke some dope. <laughs> All right. So I get what he's saying. What I'm saying is this is a huge milestone because now individual states can really have uh, – they, they can be free for whatever shackles they have and have businesses and tax the living daylights out of them and really put that money to use. Colorado pioneered that years ago. Oh, and my they're gosh. Doing pretty good with it. So there it is. In this new world of COVID where you're working from home, you join the Pot Farmer Growers Association of America and you grow from home. <laughs> and then you, you start <laughs> shipping it everywhere via USPS. I'm sure people do have done that before. <laughs> but imagine all the drug-sniffing dogs that are going to be out of a job now. Yeah, That's but, messed up. But look at the other side of it. Like, we all know, like, the second you put it in the mail, it's obviously going to get there and it will never be tampered with, right? <laughs> so Never at all. Yeah. Next thing you know, you, you have a lot of happy mailmen and mailwomen oh, walking around. Come on, let's think about this. Either it's going to show up and it's going <laughs> to show up slightly corrupted, right, and, and lacking in material or two um it's not going to show up at all or three it's going to show up and it'll show up again and again and again and again and you get to count it multiple times as it gets dropped at your door like one of the three things are going to happen we don't know which yet it's going to be a magical journey but here's the thing right now different states have different laws when it comes to it some states is recreational some states you need a medical card for it some states just haven't touched it at all uh, but regardless, the federal government still says it is an illegal substance. So this finally takes that part of it um, out of the system where um, it's not going to be an issue. And I think it's all they were also talking about is going to expunge the record of people who were convicted of, of cannabis use before. I wonder if the people who were also fired for popping positive on the test are now going to get their jobs back. I highly doubt it because that's not a legal thing per se, Ooh. like your criminal record. You know, we talked about that before, about the changing of the standards on the test. Isn't it mm -hmm. funny, like, that that small thing on the changing of the standards is, is one little minute thing that would make huge difference, but instead of honing in on that, 
we're going all the way to the other end of the spectrum in a world yeah. far, far away. You know what I mean? Hey, just get rid of it all. It's so good. <laughs> no, just just cannabis. You leave heroin, cocaine, and crack just the way it is. Uh, wait a minute. Unless you're in Oregon. That's a different bowl of wax, too. Uh, well, right? Did you believe that? Yeah, I can. Uh, it's uh, Oregon. Wow. Wow. It, it's to me. Look, it, <laughs> that is some hardcore stuff. And you're going to uh, go ahead and say, ah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Let me get a, a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and a pound of that Coke you got back there next to the Snickers. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. End of the day. You start to get rid of these things. None of it matters. And here's why. Because if you're applying for the jobs, there's a simple, simple trick out there. And we all know exactly how this magical trick goes. This stupid piece of software is why you never hear back when you apply for jobs online. So a lot of times when you're submitting your resume online for a job, companies will run that through a resume scanning software to see if it's a good match for the job. And they do that by taking keywords from your resume and see if it matches up with keywords from the job description. And if you have a low match score, that's probably why you don't hear back. So this is what you need to do to actually beat the software. So what you want to do is use this piece of software called JobScan. It essentially tells you if your resume is a strong match for the job. But if you incorporate keywords from the job description, you'll dramatically increase your match rate. So the key is to be able to take keywords from the job description and organically put them throughout your resume to get a high job score. And this guy through Tier 1 Wall Street has a actual software where you upload your resume. It compares to the actual job posting, and then it gives you a recommendation on your percentage of match. And then it provides you recommendations on synonyms, actual freaking synonyms, not not <laughs> inclusion of the specific keywords and or inclusion of the keyword. It's, it's crazy the length that it goes to. So it doesn't matter what tests you've popped on or haven't popped on, you can look like the perfect candidate too for $19.99, I think. I, I don't know how much it costs, but uh, and they didn't pay to be talked about here. I just found them on the internets there, Tier 1 Wall Street. But yeah, resume software, Ricky. How do you feel about being uh, being thrown a curveball by people that could play the system back on you? So so it's funny you bring that up because I'm actually working on a tech type video uh, giving tips on how to beat the applicant, not necessarily beat the applicant tracking system, but how to make sure you got the right resume for the right application process and the right interview. Um, so I, it's, I haven't delved into that software too much, but I don't know how much different it is from you to copying the job description, pasting it on a Word document, and just making sure you have to write keywords in your resume from that copy and paste. Essentially, that's what that software does, right? Unless yeah, that software knows something that we don't. It's providing a higher level of integration where you have the capability of comparing uh, through analytics, through the, the magic of the computer box. So it does okay. all this stuff for you. And then it says, hey, hey, uh, Stevie, go ahead, press the button and do it this way. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go do that. Let me revise this. And boom, you know. So where you may have paid $600 to $1,000 for resume services and, and upgrading charges before, and, and maybe you got a deal. Maybe you only paid 100 or 200 and and you yeah. still got the job because you knew the guy. Um, At the end of the day, <laughs> you use something like this. You trick the whole system. It doesn't matter what your background was or what's been expunged or anything like that. You are the rocket science expert. And then you get the job and you can't like send a, you can't send a rocket to like, you know, Topeka. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, it says here you got five PhDs. Oh my gosh. You're right. You're 18. We, okay, ta we talked about this. So you, yeah, 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 yeah. You take the courses on, on Google 
and on the YouTube, yeah. and you get the stamps right. of certification, and then you tweak the resume, and now you're the the prime candidate, and you've beat out a Nobel Prize winner for the job. Absolutely, JC. I don't, I can go one step further. Did you know that you could buy a square foot of land in Scotland and be a lord? Get Did on. you know that? Seriously. <laughs> Just do, yeah, I mean, that's what Ice Cube said on TikTok. I mean, it's got to be true. He said, what's up, homies? You can be a lord. Be like your homie, the lord, and go ahead and buy uh, some some uh, a property in Scotland, and you can be a lord like your homie, Ice one, Cube. That's one square foot of land? Yeah, it, it's, it's so... <laughs> All right, I got <laughs> an idea. I got an idea. Yeah. Let's uh-huh. get some of our friends together, and we'll buy multiple square feet near each other. Big enough to where we could put chairs and tables, <laughs> okay, and at least have a place to go sit down, you know. Wow, or just a big perimeter, a big like like one mile perimeter. That way, anybody that buys anything else is within our circle. <laughs> That's what we need to do: just buy perimeters of a uh, of a uh, of of land, and then we'll surround whoever buys everything. Oh, I else. see what you're saying, like uh, like the game of Risk, right? And then we usurp their land. Wow. Yeah, we just yeah. take we take it over, you know. And then you know what? You want protection? Four hundred bucks a week. You want the you whole go. Lord thing because of the Darth Vader stuff, though. I think, right? Lord uh, Byers. Uh, yeah, Could you, that would be freaking awesome, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. Real quick, you did Are not you get watching the job. Mandalorian. Or <laughs> <laughs> just for show come. Have you watched the Mandalorian at all? Are no, you, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. I'm not even going to lie to you. Is that what a gum? No, it's not a <laughs> It doesn't like a gum. It's on Disney Plus, man. One of the series. Oh, here you go. You'll feel fresh with Mandalorian. Mandalorian <laughs> chewy gum. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that should be for today's current events. That's a sponsor. Mandalorian chewing gum. And then do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, no, so skip Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah. Lord thing is kind of crazy. We're hitting the gas on a whole bunch of things. We got so much oh. time to make up for here. I've got two other things I want to throw your way. Um, are well, you ready, you though? Apologize. No, have before apologize. you apologize, I need to know which path and then over to you. Um, do you, do you want to head down the path of Department of Labor stuff or do you want to go down a track of conspiracy? Dude, this is a serious show, JC. And if we're and and if our audience is going to take us very seriously, we are going to go down the conspiracy theory path. All right, done deal. I'll get that ready. Go ahead, over to you. Thank you. No, no. Well, I want to apologize because I know uh, last week um, I was uh, I went on a family trip. Go ahead and took off and went over to Hilton Head, South Carolina. I love that place, and I got something to talk to you about that. Um, and then on the way back, I was supposed to be back on Monday, and was supposed to be in Orlando on Monday at one p.m. and you know, fire up the uh, studio and start recording. But no, everybody yeah. and their mother was yeah, an yeah. I-95. So you put out a meme of like uh, the face of the franchise <laughs> on the front of a, a train in Choo-choo. India. Yeah. What's what's going on with that? That was crazy. How do you know that was India? How do you know that was in South Florida? That is so racist. That's messed up. No, no, no. Do a Google image search, reverse search <laughs> that. It's going to say, yeah, it was stolen from <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, it was it was stop and go you traffic. And, you, and your, you and your blue pill accusations of racism. Look at you, you pot smoking <laughs> hippie. Pill? I'm kidding. Why gotta be a blue pill? You gotta be a blue pill. Representative Gomer put that out there moments ago. I'm just carrying <laughs> it on. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, no, so no, with your apologies, it, it didn't work out. I felt bad. I really felt bad because because we got in on 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 Monday night 
And I, my head was not there. My head is, I was really frustrated from that trip, that eight hour trip that should have been only five hours. And uh, it was just really frustrating. I'm like, dude, I can't record today. So um, I owed it to, to the audience. The reason we didn't record last week, it really was my fault. Um, I'll make it up to you. I don't know how. I just that, felt like the right thing to say. <laughs> that is officially the first time in this show's history that we missed a week of a program. Do you realize that? Oh, wow. Yeah. In three years? Yeah. And and to that, wow. though, our episode last week, we had a lot of feedback from listeners um, a lo- and, and a lot of negative feedback, believe it or not. Like sometimes right. when it's positive, you don't hear from a soul. But when it's <laughs> negative, they come out of the cracks. And there's this okay. one guy with a very tiny face. He has a normal size head, but a small face. And he was very clear. He said it was way too long. It was very, very long. It was a very long show. And I, Ricky, I trust this guy. I trust him. I've known him for many, many years. I trust him. I believe in him. And Mm -hmm. I believe pretty much everything he says. And I I agree with him. It was a very, very long show. I think what wasn't revealed is that you were magically going to be gone for a week. So it took up two weeks worth of content. Is that what it was? We we oh, could have broke it up and released it, you know, over the span we of two have. weeks. We but could have, yeah. It gave it to everyone so you could enjoy your your travel time, right? You know what? Yeah, it really was uh, long. <laughs> it so, really was long. So I'm going to talk to you real quick before the conspiracy stuff here about sure. uh, my Thanksgiving. You know, the decision yeah. was made at the last minute not to get together with family and not to travel for fear of disease. Okay, I have a family member that works in the healthcare field, and that there was there was uh, some fear associated with that. So we all said at the last minute, let's go ahead and stay home. So Thanksgiving morning, I said, okay, JC, it's time to get up and go find a turkey. Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> no, okay. I've, I've never done this on the fly like that before. So initially, I went to the grocery store with the intent to get a Cornish hen or something small. Or maybe just chicken cutlets, right? Or, or like turkey leg things. I, I had no idea what I was going to be getting into. So while I was in there, I'm looking around. They don't have the cranberry. They didn't have the stuffing. It's all gone. But they had the gravy. So uh-huh. I says, okay, I'm going to get the gravy. I got the beans. I got the corn. I got the other things. I found a pie. This chocolate pie. So very good, very good, very big pie. Great pie. And then after that, I went, I took a look at the turkeys. And it was so tempting, Rick. I mean, they were like 15 cents a pound. They were so cheap. But they take like a, a day and a half to five days to like thaw. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not doing it. You're not, are you serious? Yeah. You're not getting the turkey, though, thawed out and cooking it the same day. And then Susie O stepped into my heart. Do you know Susie O? I do not know Susie O. For anyone not familiar with Susie O, get familiar with her. Fantastic lady. She makes the turkeys, okay? And she made a turkey in a bag. And you don't have to defrost it. I was like, get out of here. I never heard of this before in my life. Now, I know I've seen it many years, but I've never done it. Brought it home. We did it. It was amazing. Two hours, 45 minutes. I had a fully cooked turkey, and it was very good. It was fantastic. So in a bag? My, in a bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Okay. Just find me on the Tiki Takis. There's a whole video about the thing. I didn't do the follow-up to it. But anyways, point of my story is um, I traveled from here to the grocery store to my living room to the kitchen back to my living room. That was it. But you went to freaking South Carolina. Go Corona. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, mask man. How'd that work out? Well, wait a minute. No, it not as good. Not as good. Um, you know, Florida acts like there's nothing happening. 
And um, it, it, but we went a couple of states north, and it's a whole different world there. A whole different world. There's yeah. signs everywhere saying "mask up" is the law. You know, what? I mean, literally everywhere. And keep, I'm like, wow. Keep coming further north, and it gets worse. It gets so so much worse to the point where your private business that's been struggling since like March, and I'm go- I'm going to become vulnerable and share a lot right now. There's been like every single client event that's been booked. Every single in-person event that we've had the opportunity to do has been ripped off the table and or rebooked for 2021 or 2022. So our schedule has been wide open for hosting, emceeing, playing music, doing things and and managing, coordinating different events for for companies and and private parties, individuals, weddings, etc. It's all gone, all gone. So through this entire year, you're draining your bank account trying to continue to pay rent. You have no income coming from this. You still have to pay your insurance and everything like that. So there was a local relief bill that came out and the county said, look, you apply for this and in, in, in depending on the size of the business is the amount of money you get. So where we fit in the scheme of things, what we were applying for was a potential of $10,000 to keep the doors open. Try to, okay. you know, just help pay the rent, pay the bills and keep things afloat. Not even going to be making a dime off it, but maybe try to break even somewhere denied got the letter got the email and in the email it said this this was so harsh rick it really was and i'm not quoting it i'm not reading it verbatim nor am i telling you exactly who it's from okay but the 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 paraphrased email reads along the lines of thank you so much for applying uh we're very sorry that all businesses are struggling right now uh because you're small um, we're giving the money to other people that employ more people. Um, better luck next year. Whoa. So like if you have a locally owned construction company that has like 20 to 30 employees that's in bed, that gets all the contracts to make all the stuff around the area. Yeah. They got a shit ton of money. If you're the local business trying to keep your doors open just to pay the bills yeah, nah, forget it. You'll be fine. You'll figure it out on your own. Uh, we're giving that money to someone else. That was a shot to the gut right there. I mean, yeah. now we're talking about, okay, yeah. do we. We're probably either going to have to start liquidating or investing in ourselves with our own money from our own paycheck. It's it's insane. I don't even know what to do. It's really really hard. And and at the same time, our our region has been color coded. Now you remember after nine eleven how how the president like uh, put in a color code system for the terrorism thing, you know? And we're in a state of orange. We're in a state of yellow. Yeah, well, New York's doing that with the counties and the infection rates and everything like that. And we're in a state of orange. There's a lot going on right now. So the schools are shut down. You can't go get your hair cut. You can't use a gymnasium, a gym, like to stay healthy and fit. Like they they disallow it. But you could go to Best Buy, stand next to 200 of your favorite friends waiting for a PS5. It's totally cool. You know what I mean? So like there's a big disparity. And when you try to talk about this bias, let me tell you. It's really, really hard because a lot of people hone in and they say, well, you should be wearing a mask anyways. No one's fighting that. Anywhere you go, everyone's wearing a mask. It's not about the mask. It's about you put some rules in place and you said it would be safer if when you have clients come in to your hair salon or wherever it may be, your nail cutter place, whatever, you're limited to X amount of people at a time. You got to follow these protocols, et cetera, and they follow it to a T. They stay in business. They follow it to a T. But when you go to Walmart, you and your 500, 300 of your closest friends, you're just walking around, the few thousand of you throughout the day. Like, whatever the case, go ahead, touch the pimento olives again. 
just like everyone else. Sneeze and cough on everything. It's a, it doesn't matter. It's it's frustrating. It's it's yeah. that equal division of what what is that scientific threshold as to why someone should be open and why someone shouldn't be open is very very hard right now in this area. I I I don't know what what to tell you other than my my heart goes out to all the residents up there. It does, man. And and none of it makes sense. I get where you're coming from. It sucks that 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 they told you specifically that. Um, because how how can you put a price, quote unquote, on the livelihood of you or a construction company that has 20 people? I mean, is your is your financial future less worthy than theirs over there just because they have more employees? That's messed up. Right. So I get what you're saying. Now, taking the emotional hat off and putting the fiscal hat on, I guess that makes sense, because if you send money to a company that employs 20 people, that's 20 taxpayers versus two taxpayers. But it's still messed up because those two taxpayers still count. Right. So you should still get that 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 kind of stimulus fund. So that's or, messed up. So you can be successful. But just because of your size. Yeah. Forget you. Or, that's that's Cool. Go the other route. Don't worry about handing out money. Put safeguards in place. Tell us exactly what you have to abide by. And then open it up. Be Florida. <laughs> be Florida. I mean, I hash, hashtag be Florida. Like, the, what's Florida. what's wrong in your neck of the woods right now with going to a bar and uh, watching some football? What, what stop, stop, stop. How, how deadly stop. is that for you? Wait. Let's be really, really specific. Hashtag be Florida 2020. Before, don't be Florida. <laughs> Just 2020. <laughs> right. And you're good, right? No, um, uh, the oh. needle is definitely moved for me to be on this one. So <laughs> so can you go get your hair cut? I'm going tomorrow morning. Okay. And are you fearful for your life? I am not. Now, I'm not trying to diminish anything going on no. with this virus. I have, I have friends that have lost family members. I know people that are sick, et cetera. You know the risk, you're assuming the risk, and the business owner also has safeguards in place to protect you, correct? That's the important part. Okay. That's why I feel comfortable because the, the business owner really follows those standards, and I'm comfortable there. Okay, and and to that, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. It's not being imposed upon you. You have a choice to go or not to go. No one says that you have to go get your hair cut. You're aware of what that risk is. And you're choosing to do it on your own accord, right? Correct. Yes. Huh. Now, also, if I went in there and I saw they were not imposing those standards, I'll walk right out, right? Here's the problem, JC. There's people who just don't care, right? And they'll go in there regardless, right? And they'll do all these things. That's why, unfortunately, I mean, look look at what's happening in California. California might as well just not exist, right? Everything is shut down over there. Every single thing is shut down over People there. People are pretty and upset about it, too. They are. They are. But there was there was a lady. I, I forget her name. Uh, it, it was blowing up this morning before we started the program. She owns a uh, a restaurant out there. She was mandated to shut down. And in the parking lot adjacent to her outdoor seating that is unsafe. I saw that. Oh. There was an entire tent, multiple tents set up to feed cast and crew of a movie that was being shot next door. But that's safe. <laughs> I I saw that video. It it was heartbreaking, bro. Talk to me about that. It, it it's crappy. It's crappy. You're gonna go ahead and tell this small business owner this is her livelihood that you cannot continue 
to earn a living because the government is so concerned for your safety and your community's safety. But then literally 50 feet from you, there's these big tents where this movie company that makes millions of dollars a year that if they didn't make that movie, they'll still survive. And if this lady didn't continue working for two months, she's not going to survive. But they had the green light. That is crappy. Yeah, that is that is hypocritical and it's crappy. And it, it, it's if you're going to tell this lady she can't operate, you can't tell the stupid movie studio they can't operate. By the way, a movie studio making a movie is not an essential employer. They're not essential know, employees. Maybe, it maybe it's a documentary on coronavirus. That you people looking at it four years later on Netflix. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, what, what's the point of that? Then? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. It, it, it's definitely mind boggling. You know, my heart really it's, hurts. It's boggling. Uh, I, I've, I've adapted mind boggling from the movies. Oh, that, that's did what, you? That's what, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Do you ever use no. that? Trying mind to get boggling? a joke? No. Dude, you're killing me right now. You know who <laughs> Will Ferrell is, right? I do know who Will Ferrell is, yes. Okay. Um, just Google mind boggling versus mind boggling sometime. Break that down, and then you'll get my joke of it. You know, it's like when you're at the grocery store, you cash out, and you say, thank you, meow. Okay, that I get. Okay, you get that, right. So if someone, movie, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone slips in there, oh, my gosh, it's mind-bottling. They're not, it's, they're not doing it intentionally. It's a, it's a, little, a little thing. I don't know that one. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that one. Okay, I get the meow one. I got it. I got you. I'll look it up. We'll do a whole show about it later. No. Jade. <laughs> Sorry. No, bro, it, it, it's... Let me tell you how, how different Florida is from South Carolina, J. Steve. Um, we were in South Carolina uh, for the holiday week, and uh, you got people who – that island, Hilton Head, really, really depends on tourism dollars. We went into a favorite restaurant, right, and it, we, we thought it was going to be a two-hour wait. We walk right in. Uh, a service standing around. She came out and she was like, thank God you're here. Literally thanked us for being there. And I'm like, what's going on? This is the holiday weekend. I, I didn't think things would be that bad. And she's like, we were we were about to close on Monday, but we wanted to uh, just uh, uh, gamble and let's go ahead and get full staff, get full food, all these things, but nobody showed up. We sent four servers home today. Oh, four, man. They, man. Was, they were giving food away. They gave us so much food. I felt bad. I gave her 50, uh, a 50% tip. Good. I just feel so bad for them, you yeah, know? Well, as you should. I should feel bad? <laughs> like on purpose? No, you, you should have. I don't want to feel bad. No, no, no. The, the tipping for the extra, that was very sweet and kind on their part. But, like, oh, yeah. I would have felt like I was stealing, man. You know, you're you're going in to get, like, one meal, but you get seven meals worth of food. We're going to throw it out because right. they did so much prep work. We got all these hush puppies. We're like, what am I going to do with five pounds of hush puppies, right? <laughs> I took them back to the resort. <laughs> Gave it to my dog. But no, everywhere we I spent so much this weekend. Hush puppies. Come on, dude. I spent so much that weekend because I was just feeling so bad. And I gave so much away in tits because everybody was moping around, worried about their jobs. And I hate to use the word moping around because I'm being sincere with it. I just feel bad. And and then you come back to Florida and it's like, you know, spring break. Like all year round. And and again, it's stark differences. And I'm like, people need to travel and see what's happening. Uh, but it's all because of just common sense, man. People need to have common sense. I'll be the first to tell you, JC, I hate wearing a mask, but I do it because it's the right thing to do. And I mean, Again, it's a, I don't hmm? think a single person, especially up here by me, no one's yeah. debating wearing the mask whatsoever. No one's debating any of that. And, and maybe in your area, they are. 
But because like your area is more popular than mine, no one wants to be here. It snows. It sucks. And you get told like what you can and cannot do every day by you. You're in the magical friggin' world of Disney. You know what I mean? So like everyone's going to be talking about what you do. So, okay. You know, you might have some people that debate back and forth and argue back and forth about wearing the mask. You come up around here. Everyone's wearing it anyways. And you still get treated worse than the people over by you. You know what I mean? It's a different ball of wax altogether. But you do get people out there who say who refuse to wear a mask. They bring up all these different excuses about not wearing and they make up a big deal about it. And then you got other people who decide to stand there in their face and videotape them. And I'm like, you're both idiots. Yeah. Just get away from them. Get away from them. Just, it, it's what's the point. Just wait till everyone starts showing back up in the office and then having to wear the mask, having to maybe get vaccinated, having to maybe do this or that or the other. It's going to turn Ooh. into a debacle. It, it really is. I've got, I've got a make- clip about the uh, the whole uh, leave time and the corona thing. And then I've also got the conspiracy thing that you've asked for. So let's head there first. Even though corona makes more sense, we'll be right back to it momentarily. You ever heard the term gang stalking or targeted individuals? I have. I get gang stalked. I'm a targeted individual. I've been called delusional and schizophrenic by people because they say, that would never happen. Who would do that to you? What makes you so important? Well, we're finally starting to get some proof, and here you go. Six eBay executives charged with an aggressive cyber stalking campaign to target a native couple. Yeah, eBay executives, like the head of global safety and security, the head of global intelligence. They didn't like that a Massachusetts couple was writing a blog about them. So they sent them a bloody pig mask, a funeral wreath, a book on how to survive the death of a loved one. They sent porn to their neighbors in the couple's name. They flew from out of state to Massachusetts to rent cars and follow these people around in traffic. They broke into their house to put surveillance cameras and a GPS tracking unit on their car. Did I mention that eBay holds a contract with the FBI InfraGuard? Okay, there's a lot more to this story, so you're going to have to do some research. Here's the updated DOJ report showing two of those employees pled guilty. Justice.gov. Six former eBay employees charged with aggressive cyber-stalking campaign targeting a natic couple. Out of Boston, six former employees of eBay Incorporated have been charged with leading a cyber-stalking campaign targeting the editor and publisher of a newsletter that eBay executives viewed as critical of the company. The alleged harassment included sending the couple anonymous threatening messages, disturbing deliveries, including a box of live cockroaches, a funeral wreath, and a bloody pig's mask, and conducting covert surveillance of the victims. James Baugh, 45, of San Jose, California, eBay's former senior director of safety and security was arrested today and charged by criminal complaint with conspiracy to commit cyber stalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses. David Harvell, 48 of New York City's eBay's former director of global resiliency was arrested this morning in New York City on the same charges and will make an initial appearance via video conference at U.S. District Court in the Southern District of New York. In addition, the following defendants were charged in a information unsealed today message. Stephanie Pop, 32 of San Jose, eBay's former senior manager of global intelligence. Stephanie Stockwell, 26 of Redwood City, California, the former manager of eBay's global intelligence center. Veronica Z, 26 of San Jose, a former yes. eBay contractor who worked as a intelligence analyst in the GIC. And Brian Gilbert, 51 of San Jose, a former senior manager of special operations for eBay's global security team. Special, like, I'm picturing, like, they've, they're repelling and wearing black gear he now feels, at this point. Yeah. Right. You know, they're each charged with a conspiracy to commit cyber stalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses 
and will make appearances in federal court in Boston at a later date. According to the charging documents, the victims of the cyberstalking campaign were a Natick couple, uh, N-A-T-I-C-K, uh, Natick, it's a, it's a city in Massachusetts, a couple who are the editor and publisher of an online newsletter that covers e-commerce companies, including eBay, a multinational commerce business that offers platforms. I'm not going to read that. We all know what eBay is. Um, it goes on. And this is a very lengthy document. Uh, Justice.gov. Headline, six former eBay employees charged with aggressive cyber stalking. Um, they had multi parts to their campaign. A three-phase campaign, and in the third phase, the campaign allegedly involved covertly surveilling the victims in their home and within their community. And according to the complaint, Harville and Z, who were mentioned before, registered for a software development conference to explain their trip to Boston in 2019. Bo, Harville, and Z, and later Pop, these are the names of the people, allegedly drove to the victim's home several times with Harville and Bo intending at one point, to break into the garage and install a GPS tracking device on their car. What the hell? Were they the, wearing a mask? The victim spotted the surveillance, however, and notified the police who began to investigate. The police learned that uh, these eBay employees had rented one of the cars used by the defendants and reached out to eBay for assistance. Now, aware that the police were investigating, the defendants allegedly sought to interfere with the investigation by lying to the police about eBay's involvement while pretending to offer the company's assistance with the harassment. This is deep, dude. I, I'm going to stop reading there. It continues. So, JC, I don't know if... It, so I'm concerned, obviously. I don't know if this is legit or if this is an elaborate ruse by eBay to let people know they're still in business. Because up until this story, I never <laughs> thought they were relevant. <laughs> so, but if that's the yeah, case, man. it's working. I, I don't know if I would call what it a ruse. Hell? This is uh, uh, Department of Justice, U.S. Attorney's Office, District of Massachusetts for immediate release uh, earlier this year of 2020. So this is no it's a legit document published at justice.gov for your review. Here's the thing. There's got to be something else there. I, 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 I can't believe that they got so many people involved just because of a negative review. One, there's got to be something else there. Now, do I believe all that happened? Yes. I don't believe it happened for those little things that they're saying it happened. Come on, dude. I'm laughing a little bit because you're talking about the negative reviews. I remember that South Park episode where they were all Yelpers. Cartman was a Yelper and he thought that he could command the town. I've never seen that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have not. you got to get on the South Park tip. It's good. Okay. I got you. Yeah. That is so cyber stalking, it's, it's a real thing. It happens all the time. You know, there was a uh, there was a guy I know uh, with a normal-sized head and a small face who shared with me the fact that he bought a mask around Halloween time because he saw an advertisement on the Tiki Taki. And the mask did not look anything like what was advertised, right? So I said, dude, do you mind if I borrow this? I'll just make a video out of that real quick. So I did. And then on the heels of that, I I, I was hacked and, and credit cards stolen. And there was a whole bunch of really bad stuff. Oh, I tend to whoa. wonder. So I, I took that video oh. down. I don't even want to play that game. I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I didn't like, put two and two together until yeah. now. Yeah, I don't. Uh. I want nothing to do with that stuff. Hey, if people are out there and they have special operations groups inside of a business that are willing to fly halfway across the country and harass your family. 
Dude, there's got to be something else there, man. Me as a senior director, why would I put my career at risk for a negative review? Flying to Massachusetts. Get that the makes Yelpas. no sense. Attack man. the Yelpas. Get the Yelpas <laughs> is out. Is that what it is? <laughs> wow. We need better. But now I know eBay's in business because right? I honestly didn't know that. I, 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 I normally go to Craigslist or Facebook um, uh, Marketplace. Yeah, I swear to God. Like, I'm never right. going to do a review under five stars ever again. Like, please <laughs> leave me alone. You know? Oh, my gosh. So terrible. Yeah, that is crappy. So what would you do as the HR guy if you found out that all your senior executives were conducting special operations, repelling into people's garages? Exactly what I'm telling you right now. What the hell did this person got? Did did this guy girl do to you? Do you leave them on staff? What do you do? Absolutely not. I will place them on suspension, conduct an investigation, and as soon as I'm done with the investigation, I'll fire them based on what the Department of Justice or the police department have investigated. So if you That's don't fire them, are you complicit in, from an HR perspective, when you have something like this going on? And again, these are allegations, the Correct. alleged actions, mm-hmm. the alleged things that are listed in this document, okay? If if they're kept on staff, are you as the HR guy complicit in in the entire operation by keeping them on staff. Me as the HR guy, the only thing I'm able to do is investigate to see if there's any company policy that were violated. I would have to venture out to guess a a company as big as eBay would have some policy against doing stuff like that. But this thing has two pieces to it. There is the policy violation piece and the law violation piece. So you have to cooperate with local authorities, federal (laughs) authorities, because they're in a different state. But what I would do, if everything comes back to say that, yes, this did happen, and I did not fire them just because they were a well-liked executive, we are now in trouble for negligent retention. Because we know what these people can do, and we still kept them on staff. And by us keeping them on staff with that knowledge, we are putting other people and customers at risk. And by the so way, I that would- clip I played at the beginning is from a, uh, a guy on TikTok. You're not going to believe this is his uh, handle. And the date of that handle? was, yeah, you're not going to believe this. And the date was 1127. Question for you. In the customer service industry, do you have policies in place? Is there typically anything in place that says that uh, employees are not allowed to stalk or look into people that reach out for support? Not necessarily for that. There is a policy in place that says there is no harassment. Now, we don't we don't say harassment to who, just harassment in general. In general. Whether so, it's our employees, whether it's our customers, whether it's anybody we come in contact with. So just whatever no it may be deemed, no harassment. Whatever. No harassment at all. Okay. No. no. Whether it's, again... It doesn't matter who it is, internal, external customers, employees. There is no harassment. As soon as you say, don't harass the employees, and th- and that's your policy, you leave a wide door open to ha- harass anybody that's not an employee. <laughs> right. So, so if yeah. you have someone that comes to you and purchases something online, and then one of the salespeople says, you know what? I'm going to look up this person on Facebook, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then they start mm-hmm. following that person. Yeah. And then that's they start creepy. to like, well, of course it's creepy, but like. There's no law against that, right? It's just a um, policy thing against that, is there? Well, there's no law against that, but how would it, here's the thing. How would it come to HR's attention? Something must have happened for it to come to my attention. So if we have a, a customer that complains because a customer can't complain to human resources, they complain to HR and say, Bobby over here, Best Buy, maybe I shouldn't use names, Bobby over here, um, went ahead and- Purely hypothetical, purely hypothetical. hypothetical. A hypothetical, Bobby started liking the these pictures. Doing it is kind of creepy. 
you got to have a conversation with Bobby. Hey, Bobby, did you do that? No. Can I see your account? No. Okay. No problem. Hey, customer, can I see your account? Boom. Here it is. Hey, Bobby, stop harassing our customers. Right. That's a coaching. Right. Just following. After I tell Bobby, stop doing that. And Bobby continues to do it. Now I can follow progressive discipline for harassing our customers. This is this is totally different than going to someone's house and like breaking in their garage and installing GPS tracking because oh. of a bad review oh. <laughs> or whatever it might be. I mean, there's two totally different camps here. But we're trying Absolutely. to break it down to the lowest common denominator to wrap our heads around this from a daily functional perspective from the human resource uh, arena. Okay, so no laws on the books for something like that. There is. Policies on the books for something like that. There is? There, there is. Yeah. There's a law on the books that says, well, is it really construed? Could it be viewed as just a business owner that's looking to grow his business? So he figured he would just kind of try to target you for advertising rather I than like the page at 12 midnight. I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's pretty detailed now that I but realize from it. a legal <laughs> perspective. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though, is there? You have to prove it. Right. right. So so it's you have to prove that a quote unquote law was broken. There has to be a harassing and stalking law out there. I know for a fact a lot of credible companies have harassment policies and work environment policies that does extend to the to the customer. Yes. Absolutely. But come on, dude. JC, I'm sorry, man. I'm not there's gotta be somebody slept with somebody else's spouse. That's what that's about. There is no way you're gonna sneak wait, okay, either that or somebody saw the movie Enemy of the State really drunk one night and says, I got a great idea, <laughs> right? And they just went so far with it that they're like, hey, we can't go back. Let's just keep going. Like one of those Phineas and Ferb moments. Hey, I know what we're going to do today. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Whew. Why do you want me to wear an all-black suit? <laughs> Why do I have to go yeah, right. into this in, in, a, in a Slim Jim? It's just weird. Hey, boss. Yeah. I got the eBay uh, vest letter logos in the subdued black color. Let's do it. <laughs> Velcro on. Let's go, chips. No, Just follow me here real quick, JC. Follow me. You and I are in San Francisco working for eBay. You and I are in on this elaborate ruse, whatever it is. We buy plane tickets. We're on a plane for five and a half hours. I mean, here's what I'm thinking about. In these five and a half hours, I got to be e evaluating my life choices. I'm on a plane to stalk on somebody. I don't work for the federal government. I'm not a private investigator. I'm not a bounty hunter. I work for eBay and I'm hopping on a plane. I'm eating old stale peanuts because I'm going to go rent a car. No, you don't, get, you don't get peanuts on planes right now. You no? don't even get that. Yeah. No, oh, you're wow. on your own and you can't you even take that. your mask off or you get kicked off the plane. There's a whole thing there. What if you take your mask off at 30,000 feet? Yeah, no, they'll they'll land the plane and, and eject you, and you go to jail. I think people should fly up and just go from a flight from New York to L.A. and just right when you're going over Chicago, just everybody take off your mask. What are you gonna do? Just turn around and land at O'Hare? That that's gonna cost that airline tons of money. They're not gonna do that. You know what? I think you do that. We yeah. were talking about the uh, the Corona thing before. I'm gonna skip that because while we're on the tip of talking about customers, there's some huge news. That came out just a couple days ago. I need to share this with you and the listening audience. Now, this is from ArsTechnica.com. Uh, the title of the article, Verizon has been leaking customers' personal information for days at the very least. A Ooh. bug in the customer chat feature shows transcripts of other people's chats. Now, Verizon, they're struggling to fix a glitch. They've been leaking customers' addresses, phone numbers, account numbers, and other personally identifiable information through their chat system. 
Uh, and that chat system helps prospective subscribers figure out if Fios services are available in their location. The personal details appear when people click on a link to chat with a Verizon representative. When the chat window opens, it contains transcripts of conversations that other customers and either prospective or current have had. The transcripts include full names, addresses, phone numbers, account numbers in the event they already have an account, and various other information. Some of the transcripts viewed by Ars Technica date back to June. A separate window included customers' addresses, although it wasn't clear whose address it belonged to. Ars Technica, Ars Technica learned of the leak on Monday, this past Monday afternoon, and alerted Verizon representatives immediately. The plan was to report the leak only after it had been fixed. As this post went live, the leak was still occurring and is potentially still occurring. Although the number of exposed chats had lessened, Ars Technica decided to report the leak to alert people who may use the service that this data is being exposed. It's not clear when Verizon began leaking the data. With some of the chats dating back to June, it's possible that the leak has been occurring for a much, much longer time. Now, it's not the first time Verizon spilled customer information. In 2016, a database of more than 1.5 million Verizon Enterprise Solution customers was put up for sale in an online crime forum. Verizon was also one of four U.S. cell phone carriers caught selling customers real-time locations to services that catered to law enforcement. One of the services made subscribers' locations literally available to anyone. Verizon, back in the news, Rick. That is crazy. The nation's biggest provider has now the nation's biggest data breach, I guess, because you got phone numbers, you got addresses, you got names. Uh, only thing you need now is uh, birth dates, and now you can start getting into really deep stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How, how much you want to bet that the reason the eBay executive went to this guy's house is because they found their address on a Verizon chat, uh, chat room? <laughs> <laughs> you see, Veri now Verizon's involved. Now we now have Ver to be careful because we are now targets as well for talking about it on this show. I got a horrible credit score. I don't care. <laughs> Go ahead. And with you as my formal representative for all matters, I defer to you. Again, if <laughs> anyone wants to reach JC for announcing their or hosting their events, reach out to Biasco. More than happy to help you out there. But yeah, uh, just to define that real quick, because people ask me about this all the time, Rick. Um, even even though I, he represents me in, in dealings with like bookings, et cetera, um, I don't take all my orders from this guy. That's it. Like, you're a good friend, but, like, I'll tell you to piss off in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And you'll do the same to me. I mean, that's radical candor, right? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. We are we are partners in this. This is our show. But, uh, yeah, piss off. Yeah. See? I just we're, we're two totally independent individuals that come together to make magic happen and pass that. Neither mm -hmm. of us take orders from the other one. We live our own lives. That's all. You know? Speaking in Spanish. This isn't sister wives, you know? Man. What? This isn't who? You've seen that show, Sister Wives, the Utah thing? No, I have not seen Sister Wives. Uh, talk to Captain Dave. You need to get him back on the show. We get Captain Dave on the show to talk about his sister wife experience in Utah. That would be amazing. It really would. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Captain Dave sent me a book. He sent me Tony Dungy's uh, Daily uh, Somethings book. I forget what it is. I did a thank you video on the uh, on the Instagram and the Tiki Taki and everything. Oh, Dude, it was so good. So good. Good. Why did he send that to you? Why I did he? I don't know, but I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was just like little blurbs of positive things that you read at the start of every day. It was very nice. 
I'll probably take should, like a few years to get through it. Would you just send him a book that tells him how to talk to your cats about gun safety? That's what you should do. Are you kidding? Send, <laughs> I posted that on social media the other day. <laughs> There's this lady reading this book, how to talk to cats about gun safety. And I looked it up. It is a real book, bro. <laughs> it's a real book. Somebody got up, decided to smoke weed in Oregon and write this book <laughs> and thought people would buy it and people are buying it. <laughs> so buy that book. Look it up. I'm telling you, JC, look it up. It is out there. It is out there. It was the weirdest thing. Actually, I was watching a video on things to do in Savannah and Savannah, Georgia has a, uh, a, uh, um, a coffee house that has a bunch of cats in it. Right. And uh, you just sit there with cats and you pull out these books and this lady's reading the book, this book. And I'm like, wow, what publisher said it was a great idea. And they published it. They're making money off it. Probably eBay. Yeah, that's probably, probably what happened. They're coming for you. Careful. <laughs> Come on over. I'm in Florida. Second Amendment trumps the First Amendment. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about uh, rights. Let's talk about amendments. Let's talk about things from the HR space because Starbucks uh, did fire a barista for refusing to wear a pride t-shirt. This dates back uh, to around that Thanksgiving time frame. The uh, Starbucks illegally fired a New Jersey woman from her job as a barista because she refused to wear a pride t-shirt. Uh, a pride t-shirt that violated her religious beliefs, according to a lawsuit filed in federal court. Now, Betsy Fries of Newark said her managers at the Glen Ridge location of the coffee chain assured her in June of 2019, that she did not have to wear the T-shirt during her shift. Two months later, she was sent a notice of separation that she was being let go for acting in violation of Starbucks' core values, according to the lawsuit. Now, she was hired back in 2015 uh, to work at the Hoboken location. She received a transfer to Glenbridge in February 2019 when she moved from Jersey City to Newark. Very accommodating on behalf of the business there. <laughs> now, Fries, uh, the employee, said her managers in both locations knew of her strong religious beliefs and in agreed to let her have off on Sundays, Tuesdays and Friday evenings to attend church and to participate in other religious activities, according to the lawsuit. She previously told her co-workers that they, quote, need Jesus and, quote, the notice of separation also says. Now, while court papers state that Fries holds no. Uh, no bad, bad vibes towards individuals ascribed to LGBTQ lifestyle or make up the community, she believes that being made to wear the Pride T-shirt as a condition of employment would be uh, tantamount. That's a quote to force speech and inaccurately show her advocacy of a lifestyle in direction in direct contradiction of her religious beliefs. Oh, this goes on. This this article goes on and on and on. NJ.com. Uh, check this out. The, uh, this has been filed as a complaint with the U.S. Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. Uh, back in August, uh, there's there's no conclusion as of yet on this one as to uh, <laughs> if Starbucks is engaged in religious discrimination. It, it, this is a big deal. Starbucks barista fired for refusing to wear a pride T-shirt, New Jersey. Google they it. Both messed up. They both messed up because if uh, it's Starbucks, right, as soon as she says, I can't wear this because of my religious belief, I believe. It is a reasonable accommodation religiously to not let to to not force that associate to wear that shirt. That shirt does not prevent her or help her perform her job. So it's really trivial for them to make her wear that. That's number one. Number two, you I also heard you say something that she told other employees that they need Jesus. She can't do that. She can be held accountable too 
for for pushing her religious belief on other people. Not everybody believes in Jesus. Whether you believe it or not, other people do not. And again, Rick, so you, maybe I mispronounced it. Maybe she meant Jesus. I don't know. Maybe it's a guy. Maybe it's a guy who's a really good masseuse. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Y'all too stressed. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> there you go. That's what you got to do. No, Starbucks. If this is true, you're a jerk. Jesus the masseuse. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, if I would have said Jesus the gardener, they would have my head on the stick. I just said it. Shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I am in trouble. Here's a here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. I kid you not, and this is true. I'm gonna get my head bit off of this. I the guy who does my lawn, his name is Jesus. It really is. And I just say, hey man, because I don't want people to hear me yell out to him, say, hey Jesus. And my neighbors are like, look at Ricky, look at Ricky, hiring people only named Jesus. No, he's a good guy. He does a good job on the lawn. He just happens to be named Jesus. That's it. You know, That's we've really already good. had a theme for the uh, duration of the show so far. We're just going to carry it on forward because okay. why not? We've been we've been doing current events all program long, and we're just going to keep doing a all show here because um, there's just so much going on. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. We're at the one-hour mark. We're going to be wrapping up, coming up momentarily. But before we do, a few more key articles here to hit. Now, out of uh, WNCT.com, Concord, North Carolina, a fired father says a innocent mistake got him canned right before Thanksgiving. For six years, Mario says he painted model trains for Lionel. Now the father of five is on the Pink Slip Express, according to the article. And that's a quote. Very compassionate WNCT. My God. So um, long story short here, the guy, he was fired for forgetting the doctor's note after a negative COVID-19 test. After calling in sick last week, he was tested for COVID. The results came back negative, according to medical records. Now, feeling better, he says he told HR that he would be back to work on Monday. Shortly after arriving to work, he was told to leave. The company needed a doctor's note submitted ahead of time before showing up on site. I came in, quote, I came in with my mask. I came in with a document saying I do not have COVID-19. I came in knowing I don't have any symptoms, end quote. On Monday, he got a note from FastMed Urgent Care clearing him to return to work, citing his negative test result. The next day, he was fired. His termination records say by returning to work without permission. The employee broke safety protocol, violated a policy that he signed, and put his co-workers at severe health risk. And potential death. He had a pride t-shirt on? No. Same employer. Different employer. Different employer. Jesus doesn't work there. No. Got it. So he got fired for putting his employer. So I have a doctor's note. No risk. I forgot my doctor's note at home. Huge risk. Not, Not a note. He had lab results that said he was negative. And a note from the place that said he was negative, but because it didn't come from his primary care physician, his doctor, they said he had to get the note from his doctor to then come back. And because of that, everybody's at risk at work, right? They could Just all because die. Of whether, yeah, they could all die. Because the virus says, ah, that guy's got a doctor's note from Dr. Mancheski. Yeah, ah, we can't go over there. No, wait a minute. That doctor's note is from the... Uh, from the nurse, <laughs> attack. It doesn't work that way. 
According to North Carolina Department of Labor response to the article here, uh, quote, with respect to termination, North Carolina is a at-will state, which means an employer can terminate an employee for any reason and or no reason at all without consequence, unless it is in violation of an employer's right under existing state or federal anti-discrimination laws. Now, as per the North Carolina Health and Human Services response, they state sick employees should follow steps to prevent the spread of COVID. Employees should not return to work until they meet the criteria to discontinue home isolation and have consulted with a health care provider. Employers should not require a sick employee to provide a negative COVID-19 test result or health care provider's note to return to work. Employees with COVID-19 who have stayed home can stop home isolation and return to work when they have met the sets of criteria found here. And they provide a link as per the CDC. Whole lot going on here. It's going to be a big deal, Ricky. We are going to get sued big time. Courts these days are ha- citing, not heavily, but they are citing on the uh, on the side of the employee, especially when the employer are being heavy-handed and not flexible with their rules. The key, the name of the game here, guys, is flexibility. Be flexible with your policies. You can't anymore say that if you do A, it's not going to become the norm. This is an unprecedented time, and I'm telling all HR leaders and business owners, be flexible, have some common sense, and please just make sure that whatever decision you make, it helps the associate by you reasonably helping the associate. In the long run, it's going to help the organization. The old rules that you used this time last year are not going to work today. Flexibility is key. As current events continue here, this next story is one that I'm actually not going to read. Uh, We're just going to briefly touch upon it, and then we're going to carry on uh, with some other current event topics. Over the past few weeks, there's been a a very, very tough and very dire situation happening in India, uh, where we do have a lot of fantastic listeners of this program. Uh, the, The... Protests that are taking place, the situation with the India farmers uh, is is very drastic. Uh, that There's a lot taking place there. At this time, we're going to steer clear of discussion of that just yet. We will be in the coming weeks bringing up a few articles to talk about that as, as things begin to hopefully come to more of a resolve. Please, if you are interested, uh, Google India Farmers Protest. Do a little bit of research and reading on your own at this time. There's a whole lot going on there. Uh, We're going to leave that story at that. In Park City, Utah, Utah officials are seeing great success with an overpass bridge meant to keep wildlife from being hit on the roads. They built a critter bridge. And the Critter Bridge video has been released. You can log in and check it out anytime. All sorts of animals have been uh, seeking refuge, walking over this bridge. And believe it or not, they're no longer walking on the highways. There were many animals previously that would be walking on the highways that people would hit on their way to work. Let it be horses, moose, meese, geese, anything in between. But now with the Critter Bridge, uh, the animals could cross one of the main thoroughfares, one of the main highways in the area. Highway 101 in Southern uh, California is looking to do this as well. Um, Critter Bridges, it's going to be a thing uh, moving forward. So just imagine yourself 
you get your family, you pack them into the car, you go to Park City, Utah. I don't know if you've been there. It's a beautiful place. I've been there with Captain It's Dave. gorgeous. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. So you're driving down the interstate. Next thing you know, this big cow dump falls on your windshield. What the heck is that? Oh, it's the Critter Bridge. Let's not get mad. They got, <laughs> they got sidewalls. It's a Critter Bridge oh. with sidewalls and fences. Who? Like, they can't get over the. They can't jump off the bridge. It like it's like New York City. Remember the Bronx, right? It's got it's got that like curvy bridge thing with the fence going up top, but it's like six lanes wide, and it's got like tons of rocks and stuff. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. <laughs> I love how you compare that to the Bronx because you know I'm from the Bronx. Thanks, no, 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 no. But uh, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you don't have those in Florida. The bridges with the the fences that that curve like that. You do you have those? Some, some we do. Yeah. I, it depends where you go, uh, but yeah. So, so you do, but who's gonna clean that bridge? So now they gotta spend no resources. No one. It's just gonna. It's just gonna stay there. It's a natural pathway. Oh. It's literally just like grass, dirt, and rocks, and there's some sticks and twigs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a natural pathway. It's a man-made natural pathway. Got That's it. right. That's right. Human Resources Agency adapts the pandemic to hire supporting Army civilians. This is from Army.mil. Uh, The safety and well-being of Army personnel is top priority for the Civil Human Resource Agency and is continuing to find new ways to acquire, develop, employ, and retain diverse talent amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. So since March, civilian recruitment operations have been able to hire 21,000 new Department of Defense Army civilian employees during the pandemic. Out of the 21,000 new employees, close to 85% were hired virtually, including 3,000 medical professionals to augment the Army's COVID-19 response nationally. Mm. The Army never closed. The mission continued with the guiding principle of protecting the health and safety of our workforce. They quickly shifted to maximum telework as much as possible. Information, uh, the Information Technology Division also established automated tools to aid the readiness during the pandemic. One such program helped track close to 5,000 overseas civilian workers impacted by the DOD stop movement order. Agency officials relied on the collected data to prioritize movement of personnel and get them to their gaining location safely. Now, looking forward, uh, they are announcing alignment with a range of efforts to integrate each individual's knowledge, skills, behaviors, and preferences to achieve organizational outcomes, sustained readiness, and effectiveness. They are taking a much more technological approach to onboarding and retention. Some say they are leading the charge and becoming a model for all businesses in Central Florida to follow. Ricky, over to you. As they should. Definitely as they should. Um, the times are changing. Remember what I said five minutes ago, flexibility is key, and that's them being flexible. A lot of other organizations need to follow that rationale because, look, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, JC, but it's getting worse. Everything's getting whether you believe the numbers or not, um, the the situation is getting worse, and that's going to force organizations to make more drastic changes next year. Um, right now, almost everybody is working from home. Obviously, not everybody, <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to keep happening. And I I'm I'm willing to step out on a limb here, and I'm a heavy guy. That limb will break. I'm going to step out on a limb here and say that a lot of the 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 regular uh, normal brick and mortar establishments, as far as work is concerned, is going to go out the window. So yes, virtual hiring is key. Change your policies. Look out for those people who are being let go from other areas or not being used 
in other areas to make sure that you find something from them to them because you need that talent. You need that 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 um, that staff on your team to make sure you turn that payroll. Why not be flexible with it? I'm with you, bro. Yeah, and find out whether or not they've used eBay, they've been cyber-stalked, or they uh, have Verizon where all their stuff is stolen on a regular basis. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories brought to you in part this week by Ricky's trip to South Carolina. One of those stories that you'll never forget amongst all the magic of COVID, this guy still took a vacation. I love him. It's too bad they don't have a cruise ship that takes you up there, Rick. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that if they did. I'd worry. We're going on one. Is there a cruise ship that goes from Orlando to Hilton Head? No, there's a cruise ship that goes from Port Canaveral to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. I love it. This is great. Look, Florida man. Florida man, according to uh, WTSP.com, Florida man blasts bad boys while being arrested for street racing. Deputies say the driver reached for the audio dial as they were walking away to run his license. Out of Naples, Florida, three men answered the lyrical question of what you're going to do when they come for you, end quote, by blasting the opening theme song to the TV show Cops When Arrested, according to deputies. The Collier County Sheriff's Office said that they were pulling over two men for street racing. One reached for the audio dial to play bad boys immediately. A guy named Oscar, 19 years old, and Jose, who's 20, are accused of racing on a public highway Thursday night after a slow roll past deputies. Yes, sir. Jose or Jose? No, Jose. Jose, got it. Make sure. Yes. Uh, The full names are in the article. I'm not going to read them here. Please stop by WTSP.com to catch the full names if you desire. But in a Facebook post, the sheriff's office said that they saw the men's Ford Mustang and a silver infinity passed them before someone inside the car leaned out the window and yelled to initiate the race. A three-second <laughs> countdown later, and they were off. Deputies caught up to the duo at a red light. But as soon as it turned green, they say the car sped off at speeds that were very fast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm picturing in my head somebody leaning outside the window. The cars were ready to go. Somebody leans out the window and just yells, Hey, let's initiate a race. And then they're off. All right. Let's go on three. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Collier County Sheriff's Office did put the posts out there on the uh, social medias. Could be uh, the Twitter. Could be the Instagrammies. A, uh, talking about the illegal speed contest took place on US 41 North late Wednesday night and ended with these guys playing the Bad Boys song on their radio and getting arrested. Whole lot going on here. Um, so. Or the song, they were not going to get arrested. All they were getting was a ticket. After the song, huh, what are we going to do? <laughs> You're going to spend that uh, stimulus check on bail. Here you go. Alcohol to go in Florida could be here to stay for Florida restaurants. A bill proposed by Florida Senator Jeff Brandis would allow the option to introduce, uh, introduce during coronavirus pandemic become uh, potentially permanent. Now, the program temporarily put in place by a March executive order by Governor DeSantis allowing to-go and deliveries of alcohol could be here to stay. The widely welcome move was put in place when coronavirus kept people at home and restaurants were relied on heavily for takeout and delivery. So, what are the requirements? To qualify, the establishment must derive at least 51% of its revenue from the sale of food and booze. 
It also needs to meet certain service and uh, size criteria to be included. Now, the bill also looks uh, to allow diners to take home unsealed bottles of wine for later. As long as it was purchased on site with a meal, it was already partially consumed and is resealed before taken home. Did you just say that one of the criteria is the restaurant has to have 51% of their income come from food and booze? Isn't, isn't that 100% of their income? <laughs> what else are they going to sell with the other 95, with the other 40, 49%? Have you ever been to Cracker Barrel? <laughs> you know what? Touche. Touche, my friend. You're 100% right. Yeah, because you know what? I'm bored and I just go to Cracker Barrel and only buy those stupid Christmas ornaments and then leave. That's exactly the only thing I do. God, I forgot about Cracker Barrel. I'm hungry now. Your Florida Man stories continue right here. Florida Man story. Your last Florida Man story and your last story of the day right here. This is out of uh, NBCPhiladelphia.com, believe it or not. Board of Wilmington. Florida man was rescued by banana boat as he comes ashore in Delaware. Stuart B., he was in a boat. It capsized 86 miles off the Florida coast, and he floated in the Atlantic Ocean for hours before he was rescued by a cargo boat hauling Chiquita bananas. Overnight Saturday into Sunday, his boat capsized 86 miles off the coast of Florida. He clung to the tip of the boat, just the tip, (laughs) just barely above the water. He did not think that he would survive. Nobody was around, and time was a blur. He doesn't know if he was out there for three or 12 hours. He told the U.S. Coast Guard that his boat engine was making squealing noises. The guy named B went to sleep, but he woke up to the boat flooding with water before it tipped below the surface. He had equipment, equipment that could be used to send out a distress signal. But the equipment got stuck underwater, too. And it was so far below the water that he couldn't hold his breath long enough to dive down and reach it. So what did he do? He grabbed the tip. And as the floating began, and he clung to that tip with both hands, he was just gently above the water enough to stay alive. The hell happened to the show? B said the crew of the Angeles was excited to find him. The boat was bound for Delaware, and it looked like a small spot on the horizon at first. But as it got closer... The man holding the tip took off his shirt and he started to wave it. Waved it in the air like he just didn't care. Oh, he did. And then the boat blew its horn back. It was a signal that the crew finally saw him. And very soon they welcomed him aboard. It was better than a cruise ship, he said. And I've been on a cruise ship, he said. And all these guys, they were so nice to me. They kept feeding me and said... Oh, I don't eat that much. His niece is now flying to Philadelphia to pick up her uncle and take him back to Florida. B is the guy's name, and and B is relieved to be alive and joked that he'll eat a peanut butter and Chiquita banana sandwich very soon. (laughs) Quote, I had an incident out there, and it was pretty dire. 
looking back now, and thanks to the crew of the Angeles picking me up, it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> so I know that story, and uh, that is terrifying. I know Port Canaveral, so do you. You got stuck there one time, and you got lost. I had to stay over there overnight. Um, yeah, that was so, crazy. Yeah. So Port Canaveral, um, it, it's the way the story goes, because I was reading about it here, he went out and what alerted the authorities is the uh, port the master. The, no, the, the port master said, hey, this guy hasn't come back yet. Very, He hardly ever stays overnight. Something's wrong. Normally, he tells me. And yeah. that's when they were not looking for him. Almost 100 miles away. I mean, think about that for a second. It, if you've ever been on a cruise ship and you just look over into the horizon, it's really hard to spot a tiny ship, let alone a little person floating away. Right. But he is very lucky. Very. It, it, I just I don't want to think about what went through his mind as soon as night fell and morning came and like it, it's what's going to happen other than cling on to dear life onto the tip. Dude, then when you see lot. that boat, you're right. Yeah. When you, when you see that boat, you get this surge of energy and. You know what? You know what I started thinking? Because I'm me. thinking, why, why does he have to go to Delaware? I mean, why couldn't the boat just take him to Port Canaveral? I'm like, well, wait, a they're on a schedule, right? So they got to go to Delaware still, right? Yeah, dude. But can you imagine the guys like, hey, thank you for rescuing me and all, dude. But why do I got to go to Delaware? Can you just make a left and just say back to back to Port Canaveral? Better yet, the if the boat <laughs> was already passing by on its way to Delaware, why not just stay, work for a while, let them drop <laughs> you back off in Port Canaveral when they return? You know, See, talking about right. earn, earn, earn your rescue. Yes. Earn your rescue. Other than just eating our bananas. That's <laughs> it. Earn the rescue and that's it and come back down. But I'm really happy that that because there's many other stories where it does not turn out that way. All it takes is just the tip. Lucky guy. <laughs> <I think clapping. laughs> yeah. Two finger clap. Look at you. Right. All right, Ricky. Uh, final thoughts. Over to you. Final th- man, I, this show went from left to right, up and down and left again. Here's my final thoughts, right? Um, if you didn't know eBay was in business, now you do. If you was really concerned about your privacy, uh, Verizon is not the place to go, I guess. I don't know. I own Verizon. I'm with Verizon. I love them to death. I'm sure they're going to make that right. I've been a Verizon customer for 15 years now. I'm sure they are going to make that right. Um, and if you are going to go out on a boat... Uh, make sure that uh, you get rescued. I don't know what else to say to that, bro. <laughs> I really don't. But uh, those are my final thoughts for today. JC, over yeah. to you for your final thoughts. Yeah, I recently got a, a new set-top box from uh, Verizon not too long ago. And uh, in the process of doing so, I, I hooked it up. And I was able to uh, listen to the voicemails of the previous customer on that set-top box. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was pretty wild, man. You know? Uh, went through and I'm like, dude, this is not right. So I got the Verizon tech on the phone. I'm like, yeah, man, there's something going on with this guy's boat. And, uh, his aunt Carol is going to be coming over soon. And there's a test result he needs to know about. They're like, okay, let's try to reset that. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 it's not resetting, but I've got like his phone number routed to my house. Now it was the weirdest thing in the world. Um, past that, I, I wish there were other options out there that you could trust. I don't feel like anything online or digital right now is safe. I don't think there's any safety or security out there. I, I think that there's been a lot of great strides taken forward in the realm of uh, protecting personally identifiable information from a consumer level perspective. But I think that there needs to be a, a larger threshold in in uh, requirements 
And when mm-hmm. we talk about a potential digital bill of rights, uh, maybe maybe there needs to be something extrapolated there and expanded upon because uh, uh, I don't think that we're safe. I really don't at the end of the day. And you're just bound by terms of service and agreements and they could sell you stuff. I'm not, I'm not even debating that. I, you want to sell my stuff? You want to make sure that I get the right advertisements for uh, the next pair of Gucci's? Well, great. Yeah, no problem, man. Do it. I don't care. But protect me. Protect me in the process. And the worst part is, with these monopolies, there's nowhere you could go. There's only like one or two options. There's nothing else. So, uh, Elon, hurry up with your Starlink. Let's make it effective and cheap, man. You know, let's see what's going on there. I, I, I don't know what to say anymore, Rick. I really don't. That's uh, So, my final thought here is uh you're on your own <laughs> good luck you know really once you get the uh vaccine and then then the chip is in you then all of a sudden everybody knows what you're doing you know so, what? i don't even think that that's about a chip though and there's got to be a little bit more research when it comes down to like uh how, how it's striking the nodes and the potential like uh sterilization factor in in females and everything that they've been writing about lately whether or not that's even real though i don't know either there was some cdc publication on that as well as the ceo of pfizer um but again it could all just be conjecture who knows what's real uh would love to hear from some of our fans in australia in india and other the uk as well you tell us what your perspective is of our news and uh what you're hearing over there is is great to get the global perspective at the end of the day because we're all stronger together and let's uh, stop screwing each other over. That's all. Um, with that being said, Ricky Baez, what are some of the best ways people can find us or find you? Us. Twitter. Facebook. Instagram. We are everywhere. HR Talk Podcast. Go ahead and find us. Give us a like. Let us know what you think. What you download, wherever you download your, your podcast platforms, let us know what you think. Give us a five-star rating. Also, hrtalkabiasco.com. Please send us an email on any topics you want to hear about. We definitely uh, go into that email address and all of our fan mail. Ricky, yes, I, I think you've got the auto audio leveling turned on in Zoom or something. Because as you got excited and got louder, the audio cut you off. Uh, ah. There's There's been a lot of changes with Zoom and Teams and Skype sure. and things like that. And I know a lot of people out there in the HR space use these tools and assets. Take a look at some of the updates. Recheck your settings out there. Very important because if you're in the middle of something like a presentation or even a podcast like right now, what just happened with the audio, it could very simply be from an update on your application. Just something to think about and something to check out. Nothing against you, Rick. Just something that actually happened. You'll hear it on the playback. I'm not updated. It's okay. Go ahead and go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. And download us on your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you give us a like so you can get a five-star rating. It's crazy. It's crazy how that happens. <laughs> it, it was in and out. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm JC. On behalf of Ricky Baez, his dog. What's your, what's your dog's name again? Honey Pie, dude. Come on. You know this. His dog, Honey Poo, and the rest of the uh, team, as well as Captain Dave, Little Face, Bird. and the face of the franchise. It's our pleasure to be here again. Thank you so much. Drive safe. Have a good night. Jesus does a good job.